0: I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Hey, Aurelio. Hey, Mama. You want to do a resolution? Do you know what a resolution is? Uh Uh-uh. A resolution is at the beginning of the year. You know it's the beginning of the year, Right. Remember the, the, the fireworks that we saw the other night? Yeah. So sometimes at the beginning of the year, people decide to make a resolution. That means they make a decision of something they want to do during the year. Okay. I want to know if you have any ideas. I have an idea that's going in America this year. You want to go to America this year? hmm Is that your resolution? Yeah. What part of America do you want to go to? Where is Parker? Where Parker is? Yeah. Parker's his cousin. Happy New Year. If you listened to the episode on Monday, you heard all about Katie's and my New Year's resolutions. So be sure to listen to that if you haven't already, because it's a fun one. Uh, But today I want to talk a little bit more about resolutions, but particularly how to keep your resolutions if you are vacationing in Rome. Because we all know that it's very hard to keep your resolutions or any kind of healthy habit when you're on vacation. And a lot of people have started coming to Rome in January because it is a lot less crowded and it's it's actually pretty pleasant in January despite the shorter days and the cooler temperatures. We've had several gorgeous sunny days recently so it is a beautiful city all year round so I always encourage people to come in January. So for those of you who are here now or who are on your way here or those of you who live here like myself, here are a few classic new year's resolutions that i'm guessing a lot of you have on your list and some strategies to keep those resolutions while you are here in rome so the number one resolution i think it's the most popular new year's resolution of all time is to get more exercise in fact in rome it's it's quite easy a lot of people don't realize this but rome is actually the greenest city in europe i know that's hard to believe but if you really look at the city, especially if you look at it on a map, and I'm not just talking about the historic center, but the entire uh, the entire metropolis, it is absolutely full of green spaces, enormous parks, villas, forests, valleys. It is just so rich in vegetation. There is more vegetation per capita than any other city in Europe. Take advantage of that and get some exercise at the same time. As far as weather, it is Decently warm in the middle of the day most days. So, if you're heading out around noon, one, two o'clock in the afternoon, you probably won't be too cold if you're moving. Maybe just dressed in layers. Uh, But you've got several great options for exercising. If you like to run or walk, you can go to Villa Pamphili or Villa Borghese. There are actually several other villas in the city, but those are the two biggest and most popular. And they're pretty easy to get to. They're pretty close to the center of the city, particularly Villa Borghese. And they're beautiful. They're just gorgeous places to be in nature and also be in the city as well. Just make sure you have your running shoes. Uh, Hopefully you brought them, or if you're going to bring them if you're not here yet, and you can go for a run or a walk there. If you prefer to bike, you can obviously bike in the villas as well, but there are some other places that are great for biking. One of them is my personal place, favorite place to go biking, is the Parco degli Aquadotti, the Aqueduct Park. This is where Via Appiantica is, the ancient Appian Way, um, and there are also several aqueducts. And it's so beautiful. There are bike paths and it's a very large space that you can explore on foot as well. But it's particularly fun by bike. All right. The other great place for biking is along the Tiber River. So along the river, there is a large street on either side of the river, the Lungotevere. But if you go down to the actual riverbank, that is where you can bike. Now, we haven't had tons of rain, so uh, I believe that the riverbanks are accessible, but Just in case, you know, it's always a good idea to check before you uh, head out for this type of an adventure, because when we get a lot of rain in the winter, sometimes the riverbanks can flood and there's literally nowhere to bike down there. But if it's been a dry winter like this year, you should probably be able to do so. Just don't do this in the evening. Uh, You want to make sure there's a lot of light when you're down there. It's safe during the day, but it's not the kind of place you want to spend any time after dark. So those are my suggestions for getting how to get exercise while you're in the city. Another, of course, popular resolution is always having to do with how you are eating. Now, I would never suggest to anyone that they try to follow any kind of strict diet while they're in Rome on vacation, but I do think that eating local is a very not only healthy way to eat, but it's an incredibly tasty way to eat, and it's an authentic way to eat for local Romans. So you're, you're actually going to be eating really good food while also partaking in the local tradition and also being healthy. So a lot of markets in the city, uh, you can just visit pretty much any day, mo- usually Monday through Saturday, and you can just buy fresh produce right there. Most of the fresh produce, not all, but most of the fresh produce in the local markets comes from local farms. These include Campo dei Fiori, which is right in the center of town, very easily accessible. Uh, the market in Piazza San Cosimato, that's down in Trastevere. Uh, Piazza dell'Unità, which is in Prati. And the, one of the biggest, probably the most famous market, at least uh, produce markets in the city, is the Trionfale market, which is also in Prati, but going a little bit towards the north, of uh, a little bit north of the Vatican. There are also restaurants that pride themselves on being what they call here zero kilometer, meaning there's almost no travel time for the from food to table. So some of these restaurants include Urbana 47 or Urbana 47. Osteria Mangiafuoco and Enoteca Provincia Romana. So, the Provincia Romana just means the province of Rome, different from the city of Rome. It's just a little bit larger. It includes the surrounding countryside, but it's not as big as the, the region. So everything that they sell and that they prepare at this Enoteca comes from within the actual province of Rome, including the wine. These are all great places. I will put links to them in our show notes, at least the ones that have links. Um, Another typical resolution is, of course, to save money. And actually, Rome is a really easy city to be frugal in. Like any Capital city. You can also spend a ton of money here. There are some amazing hotels in this city and gorgeous restaurants and rooftop bars. But unlike some cities, like maybe Tokyo or Oslo or even Paris, that it's hard to sort of do it on a shoestring, Rome is really easy to see and enjoy on a shoestring. I always say this it is so easy to eat cheaply in Rome. It's easier if you know where to go, obviously, but even if you don't. If you just have a little bit of extra time, give yourself time like don't go out looking for a restaurant when you're already starving. Maybe take an evening early evening walk and During your walk, just look for places to eat. Wander down back streets, down side streets. You don't necessarily have to go in the middle of nowhere to find an authentic restaurant. There are authentic restaurants in the historic center, but you need to get off the main drags. You need to get off of those big streets. You need to look for the places that don't have huge menus outside in two or three different languages and that definitely don't have someone trying to lure you in. Find a place with a closed door those are going to be the best places. Trastevere has become very touristy, but it still has a lot of really well-priced trattorie if you just take the time to look for them. And usually they do have menus posted in the window, even if it's a non-touristy place, or at the very least they're inside. You can go in and look at a menu before you commit to sitting down. So you can always look at the menu just to kind of give yourself an idea of the prices of things. But you can easily find a restaurant in Rome with pasta dishes around eight or nine euros each wine for maybe five euros for a half a bottle. And, uh, you know, you can have a really decent, not necessarily a big meal, but you can have a really decent meal for like 25 euros for a couple, including wine, if you know where to go. You could also listen to the budget episode. I will put the link to that as well in the show notes. About two months ago, I did a mini episode on how to really save money in Rome. So that will give you more ideas, but like I said, look for the cheap restaurants and there's so many places to visit that are free. You can definitely make your money go far here. Another major resolution that maybe isn't on everyone's list, but maybe people who listen to this show might have on their list, is to learn a new language. Obviously, being in a foreign country, there's no better place to learn a new language. Even if you're here for a short period of time, if you have the desire to learn Italian, you might not have the time to sit and actually take a class, but try to use the meager language skills that you do have. I have found that Italians really appreciate when people try to speak Italian, when foreigners try to speak Italian. There are going to be those people who just will try to speak English anyway. Generally, it's because they want to practice their English too. Um, But if you insist upon it and you say, I really want to practice, most people are going to indulge you on that. And they're going to um, even be pretty patient in my experience. You can always try to strike up a conversation with a local, especially the older generation. You know, the people, the kind of people you see like sort of sitting around on park benches that don't really have anything to do strike up a conversation with one of these older people. First of all, they're very unlikely to speak English, the older generations, and secondly, they have the time. And they might have some really amazing stories. So just put yourself out there. I know it's hard because I have tried to learn other languages and I know how difficult it is. It it can be to sort of throw yourself in. Uh, But just remember, nobody's judging you. And if they are, who cares what they think? If you are here for a little bit more time and you want to take an actual course, I would suggest Dante Alighieri Language School. It's very central, it's very well-respected, and you can take courses of different lengths, even if you're here maybe only a few months. And lastly, one of my New Year's resolutions this year is to read more. And there are a couple of English-language bookstores in the city they're all independent bookshops. So if you like to support your indie bookshops, you can stop by either the Almost Corner Bookshop in Trastevere, the Anglo-American Bookshop near the Spanish Steps, Otherwise Bookshop near Piazza Navona, or the Open Door Bookshop also in Trastevere which sells used books in several languages. You're not going to find, you know, a Barnes and Noble's type selection, but you'll find lots of books that are Set in Rome, most of these bookshops will heavily feature books that are set in Rome, including my book, Midnight in the Piazza, just putting it out there. You can find that in at least two of those bookshops, the Anglo-American and otherwise. But either way, they also have a lot of the classics. The people who run the shop are going to be able to suggest Italian classics for you, obviously in English, anywhere from the, the really old classics like Dante's Inferno or the Decameron by Boccaccio to slightly more recent works such as The Leopard by Lampedusa or History by Elsa Morante, or any works by Elena Ferrante, who is enjoying a lot of popularity and buzz at the moment. So obviously you don't have to get a book that's by an Italian, but since you're in Rome, you might want to take advantage. Take your books up to a beautiful place to read, is my suggestion. You can go to the Orange Garden on the Aventine Hill, Or you can go up to the terrace of Palazzo Caffarelli on the Capitoline Hill. And they're just really beautiful places to sit and read with all of Rome at your feet. I hope that these suggestions have been helpful to help you keep your New Year's resolutions while in Rome. This has been your midweek bittersweet moment. I'm Tiffany Parks. I'm Aurelia. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review and tell all of your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife@mail.com, or find us using the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net.